I went through that and it helped me give people other gifts, right? So if I was in it and realizing that, hey, me going through this is going to make me better and it's going to help serve my, my goals later and it's going to actually help other people, I might have been in that moment a little bit more like, hey, this is, a, this, this is an okay thing. This doesn't have to be so horrible because a lot of what made it horrible was the story around what I was feeling that I was telling myself. So when you see your connectedness, you don't like the story I was telling was I'm all alone. Nothing matters. Like the same things that anybody feels when they're sad and really depressed is like, nothing matters. I don't matter. What's the point. Right. I was saying all those things to myself and that's what made it so hard. But if I was like, here's the point, this is why it matters. And this is why I matter. You know, in a lot of ways, that's the solution to the very problem I'm in. Right. And so when you see the connectedness, you can answer those questions. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte, identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Podcast people, welcome to another show with Brandon and Evan as we talk about finding your way creatively in life and making the most out of it. So in this one, we got a pretty interesting topic and our pre-discussion about this, you know, it was, it was really interesting how it actually led here, Evan. This was very cool how we actually ended up deciding to talk about this. And before I say the title, I mean, I think what we've kind of come to realize is that as we've been doing this podcast, it's kind of a philosophy. It's kind of like, look at your life like an artist, you know, see your life as a masterpiece and make it into something, you know, make it into something that's an expression authentically of you, something you want to share with the world, you know, and, and you can be a part of your very art. And what we kind of come to realize is that we talk a lot about this, but we don't always talk about the interconnectedness and the relationship of your path and your journey to everybody else and the rest of the world. And I'm sure that you've heard this quote. And if you haven't, it's no man is an Island, you know, and, and the idea is that everybody is interconnected. You know, everybody has a relationship to the whole and because the whole exists, you exist. And when you try to behave entirely separate of the whole, you're always going to run into roadblocks or limitations and, you know, challenges because you're not going to see the interconnectedness that you have to everything else. So we want to talk about that. And we kind of want to talk about how your path is something that connects to everybody else, connects to everything around you, not just in the present, but in the past, in the future. And in a sense, through everything, like not just people, but through everything you relate to. And this is a big component because this will play in a lot, I think, for people as far as seeing the bigger picture of what they're trying to do in their lives and how they're trying to express themselves. So that's what we're getting into. Um, Evan, do you want to give them the title? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, after all of that, you're going to hand it off to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, this one we're calling Your Path is About More Than You. And yeah, like uh, for me, a, a big part of, of this conversation that we're about to get into is that, you know, you listen to the, to the intro of, of this podcast and we say, claim your own path. 
make your life a work of art. Uh, our first, you know, episodes that kind of set the stage for everything are all about your path, you know, about like finding your path, claiming your path. Um, I don't even em- remember embracing, embracing path. your path, you know, yeah. like all of these things, <laughs> like your path, your path, your path, your path. And we were very much about it, that no one can tell you what your path is. You have to find that out for yourself. And one of the things that suddenly had kind of occurred to me and I had some concern about not, not crazy concern, not, not the sky is falling kind of concern, but I'm like, you know, this is something worth getting into because, you know, it, I don't want people to have the impression that it's just like, you know, you've just got to like put your head down and bowl through anything and everything that gets in your way. And this is, and that's how you, you go about things. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily the feeling that we're giving people, but there's a worthwhile conversation to have here. That's like, while you're in this process of discovering your path, embracing your path, claiming your path, that it's, it's not just out in the void somewhere on its own. Mm-hmm. It, your path is so connected and related to the paths of, of others, both people who are living now and people who have long since gone, you know, like we are, we are so connected to, to, I mean, it's, it, I'm trying to get to explain this in a way that doesn't go, go too woo. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> but I mean, it's like, it, 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 it's your path is connected to the beginning of time. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, there's no way about that. There is a connection. If you could actually monitor it, you could actually do it. You could trace back your origin. There's scientists who do this, who you're trying to trace back our origins down to, you know, the very, very, very beginning of everything, you know, you're, you're connected to that thing. So that's, that's on a massive scale, but just maybe on a more practical level. I mean, that's a cool perspective to have, I suppose, but like maybe on a more sort of day-to-day level, how our path is so, um, is so related to the paths of, of others. Yeah. I think, I think what's important to consider is that there's a certain amount of narcissism that exists <laughs> in society and just all of us, right? This kind of like being a little bit in love with ourselves, you know, because like it, it, it basically when most people go about their life, they're mostly focused on themselves. They're mostly focused on what's in it for me. What do I get out of this? And you, you will make most of your decisions throughout the day based on like, what are you getting out of it? And, and I think that you should to some degree, I think you should really consider yourself and all decisions you make because you matter at the same time. I don't think that you should go about life. Like you're more important than everybody else. And that somehow you're special. I think that's a mistake. I think that people can perceive you as special and you can do something that is considered special. But even then, I don't think you should consider yourself special. I think having humility is actually your superpower. And, and, and I've talked about that in the past and maybe we'll get into that in the future here, like in this podcast, but like 
humility is actually your superpower. Being special is actually kind of like thinking of yourself as special is actually an arrogance. And I think it actually works against you. And I think what it does is it actually makes you separate. It separates you from everybody else and from the world and the whole. And this need to be special is something that I think has probably, you know, been there throughout time. And we're definitely facing it in our own way in culture today. But this need to be special is really an admission of what's lacking inside of you. It's an admission of what you feel you're missing. Because if you don't, if you feel whole and complete as a person, you don't need to be special. You just feel whole. Mm -hmm. The need to feel special is an admission that you don't feel whole. And I think when people are really like, um, when, when their narcissism, when their, when their, um, focus on themselves becomes too great, it's actually them feeling like they're missing something. And I, I I'm not going to necessarily open that door yet, but in this conversation, it's something I'd like to touch in on mm -hmm. because I know for me, when I was younger, my need to be special was very high, you know, and I did feel very incomplete and like I was missing a lot. And I think it, uh, that, that need, that incompleteness caused a lot of actions and behaviors that were just not serving me as much as I thought they were, you know? Yeah. And as I got older and I matured and gained some wisdom, I started to realize that I didn't need to be special. You know, that, that actually was kind of a misnomer. It was like a misdirection in a lot of ways, but it yeah. took me time to actually learn that. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I don't know, maybe we'll just dive down that rabbit hole right now. It seems sure. to be the thing, but yeah, you brought up a lot of, you've brought up a lot of interesting things there. Um, because yeah, the, the need to be special, that's, that's some territory that uh, I'm, I'm familiar with and have learned about a lot of the, the traps and the pitfalls of, of that whole game. Because it's, it's one of those bizarre paradoxes is that like, you know, it's for most of us, it's the things it's the trying to be special and the things that we think that we need to do to make a special that, um, are completely not the things, you know, it's like there, there's what happens in my experience. And as I understand it is that the need to be special from an egotistical point of view is that, you you're constantly going to feel unfulfilled and constantly going to feel isolated and rejected because the problem with needing to be special is that you have to be on constant guard against someone who might make you feel like you're not special anymore mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter at what stage you are in this, that this can be a constant threat is that somehow you're not going to be special anymore. Even if you achieve, you know, great sort of fame in, in your life, fame and notoriety, there's then it's almost an even bigger fear now because someone could come and knock you off of that high pedestal that you're on. Mm -hmm. And it's a constant fight to, and, and you see this happen with, with a lot of celebrity, you know, no matter what corner of the world, you see these very overtly desperate moves to try and stay relevant. You know what I mean? And you see people compromise themselves in all kinds of ways. And this is all in this pursuit of, I have to stay special. I have to stay special. Realizing that those aren't like, those things don't make you special. There's, there's a bigger thing 
going on that makes you special. <laughs> but it's like, it's the same thing that makes everyone else special mm-hmm. in a way. I mean, that's a whole other rabbit hole to, to go down into. There's, there's a lot of rabbit but holes today. <laughs> you, you mentioned the thing of like wholeness, you know, and like, yeah. I think that's really, you know, what we advocate for with, when we talk about the path is it's like, this isn't about, it's like, look, your path is just special. That's an inherent thing. Like it's special. It's, and, and it, like, can I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like, it's special because it serves a great purpose and someone else's path can be special as well. The whole idea that one is more special or whatever is, is totally like a misnomer totally doesn't connect. Think of it this way. It's a body, right? In your body, you have your heart, your lungs, your liver, your kidneys, your stomach. You have all these things that are making this thing work. If you shut one of those down, the whole thing starts to shut down. It's a problem. You're like a major organ in the world. Like, you know, you matter, but you serve a purpose. And you might not even know what your purpose is, mm-hmm. but your existence has a point. And yeah. And just because you have a point doesn't mean someone else doesn't have a point. And like, it's like the lungs comparing themselves to the heart and saying like, we're more important. We're more important. Yeah. Yes, you're both important. Like, yeah. And there could be two lungs. You know what I'm saying? Like two people could do the same job, you know, if we're talking about a body in this analogy. Right. So yeah. just because someone's doing the same thing you're doing, doesn't necessarily mean you've got to compete. Like the right lung doesn't need to be better than the left lung, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or like this, the stars or the clouds, com, you know, comparing themselves to the others, you know? To, yes, exactly. You know, it, for some reason, like that's, that's completely absurd when we think about it in that way. But when we think about it of ourselves as human beings, it's what we do all the time. Yeah. And we take it very seriously. And it um, causes us a lot of pain. A lot of pain, a yeah. tremendous amount of pain. And more often than not, it actually steers us away from our path. Right. More often than not. And, and to, to go back to something that you had said, Brandon, is you said this word wholeness. And I think really that's in many ways what the path is about. It's about wholeness. It's about you, like, you becoming who you are. <laughs> you know, you becoming fully and completely the expression of who your nature is. And the interesting thing about that is that there's no, there's no sense of specialness about that. You know, I think that that's part of the package of wholeness is that in, in order for, to have that, there can't be any sense of that in a sense of that specialness, because when that's there, there's a sense of separation and isolation from, from everything that's going on around you. Mm-hmm. And the interesting paradox of, which is what I love about these weird little things in life, it's one of these beautiful paradoxes, which is that the moment that you stop needing to be special and you can become whole, you suddenly become something very special. Right. (laughs) But then by that point, you're beyond the point of needing to be special, right? Exactly. (laughs) Which is what makes you special. (laughs) Totally. That's, That's the best way to put it. I I think of, I want to go back to this analogy of the body. Let's say you're the heart and you think, Oh, the heart so important. I'm so vital to this body being alive, but what's the heart without the body? What's the heart without the body to pump the blood through, right? Or the body to exercise the heart's capacity to pump. You know what I mean? Like they're related. So even if you're the heart, the, the body around you matters and you're connected to it. And 
you know, like saying like, well, I'm the most important thing in this body is silly. It's just like, you have a job, your job. If you're the heart, for example, is to pump the blood through the body, you know, amongst some other things, but like to give you a basic analogy. And I think that when we start to see our path like that, we start to, you know, we start to see our responsibility. And there was something I've shared this on some podcasts before, but, um, ET, he goes by the initials ET. He's a speaker. He's like a motivational success speaker. Thomas, I think is his last name. Anyway, he's a great speaker, but he had this one speech and it, man, did it ever move me? But he said, people are going to die. If you don't do your dream, if you don't do your vision, if you don't make this thing happen, people are going to die. And I think about that analogy of the heart. If I don't pump the blood through this body, like something's going to die here. And it's my job to do my vision. It's my job to do my purpose. And you might not know what you're doing. Like the heart doesn't necessarily know that it's pumping blood. Like it doesn't, it isn't self-aware and you might not be self-aware of what you're doing. But the point is, is that when you have an inkling inside of you that you feel you should follow, that's really true to you and authentic. Mm. I think you got to honor that and look and just try to do that. And, and, through doing that will expose more to you what your point is, but understand that you won't see your point until you see that you're not alone, that you're connected to something. And when you see you're connected to it, then you'll see what your point is. The heart, if the heart knew, knew its job was to pump blood through the body and it was self-aware enough to know that, then it could know, Oh, that's what I have to do, but it doesn't need to be self-aware for it to do its job. And I think every person is like that. And it's part of a harmonious system, right? right? Because the heart's pumping the blood, but like that, that doesn't matter unless the lungs are bringing in the oxygen to put into the the blood, blood. like, you know, so it's like each it's there's each one is dependent on, on another. You know, look at us, like a couple of biologists. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're running to like the limits of, uh, I know because so I was just like in my head, I'm like, Oh, and what filters the blood? Is that the liver? Is that the kidneys? Yeah. What? <laughs> and, you know, but you got organs that filter the blood, you know, that yeah. blow toxins and, and make sure it's clean. You know, like with, when one of these things goes down, you know, like the rest of everything suffers. And, you know, I think that, you know, it's a great analogy that you, that you bring up because, you know, when something goes wrong, there is sickness and we can begin to see that like, oh, if I don't do this thing, something is going to be sick. Mm-hmm. There's going to be something, something somewhere that I can be fulfilling some, someone I can be helping. There's going to be sickness as a result of this. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, at the same time, while understanding the importance of that thing that we're doing, and maybe it's not immediately apparent, like you said, you know, like sometimes we don't always know it can, it can feel like, like you're just, yeah, shouting, <laughs> shouting into the void, yeah. you know, as a couple of podcasters, that's something, you know, especially right. early on, <laughs> you know, you don't know what's, what's happening. It's like, is anyone oh, no. listening to this thing? Um, but, you know, eventually you start to see it's like, oh, people are listening and, and this is doing something, but we still don't even know what those full effects are. And we will probably never fully know what those things are, but we can also understand again, using this, this analogy of the, of the body is that like, okay, but me being able to do this thing is because of all sorts of other people doing things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like we can have a podcast because of the, you know, the people who invented electricity because of the people who invented computers and microphones and, and the internet and all of these things. Yeah, like, and didn't just invent it, but they perfected it. They, they worked on it. They developed it. They enhanced it. And yeah. your job might not be to invent your path might be to enhance and I think sometimes we think, oh, I need to create the next big thing. I need to be the next big thing. And it's like, no, your job might be to enhance. So let's say you're an actor. You don't necessarily need to invent how acting is done again, but your, your ability to show up and do you might enhance acting in a way that is very important for everyone moving forward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't have to be the person that starts the whole thing. Sometimes, you know, someone, someone figured out, hey, if I get up and perform in front of people, People like that. There's something we can do with this. And then people figured, okay, well, we can write it. We can, you know, we can act it. And then people started to realize, hey, we could, we have this new tool. We could film it, right? We could capture it and reshare it, right? And so you don't have to invent those things, but you could improve them. And that might be your point. And who knows what it is until you start going down your path to find out. But yeah. that path, it by you doing it is going to serve everyone in the future and the only reason why you could even start it was because someone got you there. Yeah. Yeah. There's this incredible, I, I, I love the, just the sort of, there's this whole dualism within this whole conversation. You know, it's like, there's, um, there's this like, old, I, I don't know exactly uh, if this is really old. This is something I, I heard from, from Rob Bell talking about this, but apparently it comes from like the rabbitic tradition, which is you, have two pieces of paper and you have one in each pocket and you pull out whichever piece of paper you need, depending on, (laughs) on what you need at that moment. But on one piece of paper, it says, I come from the dust and the other piece of paper, it says the universe was made for me. Mm. Right. And it's like, depending on what you need, if you're getting too high and mighty (laughs) on on yourself, then you say, it's like, you remind yourself that you come from the dust. Mm. And if you're feeling really down about yourself, you can say the whole universe was created for me, Hmm. you know, and, and we occupy both of those spaces. And I mean, you talked about humility. I think there's an, an incredible amount of humility that, that comes with that, you know, like it's, it's baffling that all of this was, is for you because the immensity of it, but at the same time, just like, we we owe so much to countless but to countless others you know and 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 countless other forces of the universe that it's like it that's as incomprehensible and they seem like opposite ends of the spectrum but they're also related to each other Hmm. we might be going down a bit of a crazy a crazy like alice in wonderland you know (laughs) hole here but I think the point is, is that first and foremost, that you see whatever path it is that you are set out on, that it has a relationship to your past, your future, and everything that exists within your present. And when you start to see that, what you get is feedback. And I want to point this out. I think this is so important for people to realize. If we didn't get feedback, we would live in a void we would live in a vacuum. It would be nothing. So your body feels pain. That's feedback, right? Uh, you know, you run into an asshole, that's feedback. 
You run into someone <laughs> you like, that's feedback. You know, you do something good that people approve of, that's feedback. You do something people don't, that's feedback, right? Feedback is necessary. And you, you, in some ways, when you start to appreciate feedback, you start to see that I need these things, these people, this world, this, this body, so that I can get feedback. Because feedback allows me to better respond and to actually have some type of weight on things. And, you know, you talked about, you mentioned the podcast, right? And when we first started, we're like, it literally started you and I having conversations. We had no intention to record it and share it with anybody. Just you and I having conversations about artistry and talking about being an artist, navigating the industry, right? And, and the industry was our feedback and our art was our kind of intention, right? And then it evolved into, let's share this with people. Let's move out, right? And then people listened. And we're like, hey, there's people maybe getting value out of this. But real, like some of the most wonderful feedback is when we get someone message us and they say like, man, I was feeling really depressed. And then I started listening to your podcast and I'm feeling way better. And I just want to let you guys know. To us, that's like, oh my God, hey, look, maybe we're actually doing something. And then that makes us reflect and go like, maybe there's more to this than us just having a conversation. Like maybe this is important. You know what I mean? And yeah. so that feedback has changed our directory, our trajectory. I mean, right. So I want to point this out. We started a podcast, having a conversation between two friends, probably started even before that us just having a conversation with ourselves. Then we shared it. Then we shared it with others. Then others told us some things. Mm -hmm. Then we adapted and now we're here. Right. And we even changed the name of the podcast as we went along on this journey because we started to realize, Hey, like this is a thing. Let's call it what it is. Like, you know, way of the artist, right? Like yeah. this is, this is a philosophy that we've actually kind of stumbled upon. Let's share it. Right. And so feedback gave us more clarity, more purpose, more point to the whole thing. And mm -hmm. everybody's journey is a little bit like that. You start out, you're just having a conversation with yourself, no feedback. And then you share it with somebody, you try to do something with it and the world kind of bounces something back at you. And that helps you to go, okay, this is what I'll do next. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, like, you know, maybe we would do this if nobody was listening, sure. <laughs> you know, you say like, that's kind of where it started, but you know, it was, it was just sort of the, the natural flow was part of our path that this was, this was something to, to go out into, into the world in some capacity. And, and that's sort of the relationship that, that I think that we're, we're talking about is that what we're doing here is not just, is not just on its own, you know, it, it's, it's, it's connected and, and, you know, everything, you know, the, I read this book by the Dalai Lama. I wish I could remember the, the wording that he had for it, but like, this is a very, like he had all these meditations and like, basically like just consider like really sit and contemplate about how your very existence is just so is so connected and and dependent upon and like just just try and weigh that in for a little bit of time and the maybe i i want to bring this back into kind of where where our message is which is claim your own path and you can only in many ways you only know your path 
because of the paths of other people, you know, like that, like what you're saying, the feedback, you know, the relationship, you can see other people on their paths as you go along. You're not just always, you're not just in some deep dense forest where you can only see yourself. Like there are, there are other people on other paths and your path might connect with someone else's path at some point in time. You could end up walking with them for a certain period of time and, and it maybe splits off for, for a while and, and you, it goes in all kinds of infinite directions that it could possibly go. But others have things to teach you. Others have things to show you. Others can inspire you. Others can discover entire territories and lands that you've never even considered or imagined before that could send you off in a whole different direction. So it's like, I want to go and see that. (laughs) I want to go. And the way you get there isn't going to be the same way that, that the other person got there, but it's still, it's still that person's path that has inspired you to go and do something similar, you know, and then you find your own way of how you do that mm-hmm. within that. So you still have your path, but it's still so intimately, intimately connected to, to the paths of, of everyone else. Yeah. And, and your way of doing it becomes in some ways your own path. Like for us, for example, we wanted an uncut conversation. Like we, we wanted the conversation raw. That's why we, we created the podcast this way. We like said, look, I know they edit podcasts and I know they cut out bits and stuff, but like, let's just include it. Let's keep it in there. And, you know, let's show people that we make mistakes so that they're not scared to make mistakes because that's more real to life. And, and we kind of took that meant that idea and we, we just embraced it and we, you know, embrace your path, (laughs) but we embraced it. And that became this podcast and the style in which it's delivered. And we're not so worried about, you know, I mean, I'm sure over time we'll always continue to aim to improve, but our, our biggest concerns were not, let's make it sound perfect and let's make, get everything right. Our, ours was let's give great content. that's real and authentic and try to have a open, a conversation without knowing the answers and share some things, you know, that we would want to hear later. And, and if other people benefit from that, then that'll be a great thing. But we knew that we were benefiting from it. And that was really like how the seeds of this grew, right? And I think that, you know, your path is like, it's like, it's just like, I just love the analogy of plants, man. I love the analogy of nature. Like you plant seeds and they grow. And when they're underground and no one knows they exist, you know, they exist. And those are your very early stages of whatever you're doing. And then when you become this glorious, uh, you know, plant or tree or whatever you've grown into, others get the benefit of that growth and that relates. And, and the world often will reward you if you create a great service. So what you're growing into and the service you're creating, you might not know in the beginning, you might not know the point of, why you're needed and why you're necessary. So I don't think you should worry so much about the money you're trying to make or the success you're trying to get, because that will come if you naturally grow into what you need to. And then naturally you'll become valuable. And through becoming valuable, just remember the start of the conversation. I said, everybody's what's in it for me. 
when they see you, they're like, oh, look, this tree gives me shade. I need that. Or this, this tree uh, bears fruit or this plant bears vegetable or whatever. Mm-hmm. I need that. And so because you give them something, they, they value you. And so you are yeah. special because they value you, but you weren't yeah. trying to be special. You just naturally are. You just don't, might not know yeah. what your form is yet. And what I, what I really like about that too, about that sort of image that you've just created is that, you know, that's because it's not a sense of being used by people. Like, I guess that's one way of looking at it, but it's just like, it's, you know, the the thing of like the shade or they get the fruit or whatever it is, you know, whatever kind of tree or plant that you are, right. That people is like, Oh, I want that. Right. Well, it's like, that's what you're doing anyways. You know, like, it's not like a a matter of, of people just taking from you or, or necessarily abusing you. And you're just like, well, no, this is just what I'm doing. This is, this is what I do. I give shade. I grow apples <laughs> and I'm abundant. You... <laughs> I'm abundant in it. So yeah. I give it, it doesn't cost me anything to give shape. Yeah. It's I was, what I do. I, yeah. It's what I, I do. I was yeah. doing this anyways, whether yeah. you're going to join in it or not, but if you're going to join in fantastic, I'm Let's glad go. you're enjoying it because yeah. otherwise this shade or this fruit would go to waste. Yeah. Right. Cause it would just come back to the earth that you live upon. You know what I mean? So yeah. in it, like before people were there to enjoy the shade of a tree, for example, the tree just did what a tree did. And then some type of creature, human being or a, a, an animal came along and benefited from this piece of nature. And yeah. it's like, you're a piece of nature. And then like, the other thing is, is like, consider that supply and demand, right? If you provide great value, and you're the only one that provides that certain kind of value. Like I think of a great actor like Meryl Streep or, or like Brad Pitt or, you know, Al Pacino, just whatever, just yeah. name of some people, you know, but I think of them and I go like, they provide a very specific kind of acting kind of service. Right. And that puts them in demand. And so like when you figure out what your true nature is and you're only then you find out that that thing is ultimately one of a kind because it only could be because you're an authentic original being and in and of yourself, then all that value will naturally come because there'll be, if not, not everybody can enjoy the shade of your tree, you know, and those that can are willing to pay a great deal to have the benefit of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're not supposed to be the shading tree. (laughs) Right. And maybe you're supposed to be something else and don't try to be something that's not in your nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's so many like parallels and <laughs> yeah, no, we, we can go on this one, right? We love all of our, it seems like we've been on like a little run of different, like in analogies of nature and body and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trees. And <laughs> what were we, I can't remember what we were going off on a little while back. Doesn't well, matter. <laughs> can we go back just to this? We, we touched into it a little earlier. I'd love to go back into this little, um, avenue of narcissism and just talk a little bit about how that relates to this whole thing. So narcissism is something that we all have tendencies towards. Everybody in some way has a tendency to think about themselves and not see the connectedness of themselves to the rest of the world. And it's because you live in a body that feels separate from the rest of the world and everyone else. And so it's in, in some ways natural for that to happen. But Um, narcissism, too much focus on yourself is actually often the cause of depression. It's the cause of, uh, 
you know, feelings that most people say they don't want like sadness and, and hurt and aloneness and whatever. Right. So, um, one of the things that we're talking about is about you actually feeling better and enjoying more of life by not being so self-focused by putting your attention outward, by putting your vectors out, so to speak, your energy out, you actually see how much bigger you are and how much more connected you are. And through that, I think you're going to feel happier because you're going to see your impact and you're going to get that feedback. When you're too self-focused, you actually don't get feedback anymore. And that's why it feels like you're in a void and you're alone. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in our, our time and our day and age, like that's, it's so easy to isolate. And I mean, over the last while, you know, people have been in isolation as a, as a sort of, necessity and and requirement but there are still ways for us to reach out and to make contact with people and to remind ourselves that you know we we are not just floating out in the middle of ocean of the ocean to ourselves we're not you know tom hanks uh, stranded on an island <laughs> with a volleyball yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> um yeah well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I, I think that an important thing to note is that it's easy to get too self-focused. And, you know, we talk a lot about you having your path, find your path, embrace your path, claim your path. That's our first three major episodes. And we kind of suggest that people start there and then go from there to build upon the other talks and philosophy of the philosophy that we sh they're sharing. Right. And I think the thing is, is that, Keep, we want to say now, when you're considering that, keep in mind that finding your path, embracing your path, and claiming your path all have a relation to something more than just you. And when you see that, for example, let's say you're struggling just finding your path. You're probably going to have a better chance of finding it by not making it all about you. And you're going to have a better chance of embracing it by not making it all about you. And, and this whole idea of claim it, well, claim it is, is not like, this is mine and you can't have it. It's like, no, like this is what I offer and I'm going to make a claim. You know, I'm going to say like, Hey guys, this is what I'm going to give to you. And that's a connectedness. That's yeah. a service. Right. But when you're trying to say like, this is mine and you can't have it, that's entirely the opposite to claim your path. Claim your path is about like, this is the fruit I bear. This is the shade I give. This is the, the thing I do, you mm -hmm. know, and I do this not for me. I do this for you. This is where I pull my weight. This is where I give my service. This is my gift, you know, claim yeah. is your gift. Right. Um, and, and, and embracing it, I think is, is the development of how to give it better. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it's, Oh, I don't even know where to go with this now. <laughs> <laughs> we just opened so many doors, Evan. You're at your, you've got to pick one and you've got to walk through it. Yeah. <laughs> and I just it's choose. Like, it's like, let's, let's weigh <laughs> in. But you know what? It, let me bring it back. Let me bring it audience. back. I'm yeah. going to cut you off. Because where we started this entire conversation was from making a decision and taking action. And, and, and uh, maybe we can just kind of open that door a little bit, you know, because... I think right now we have, we've opened up a lot of avenues. We opened a lot of parallels, a lot of analogies, a lot of ways in which we could take this, you know, mm -hmm. and in your heart, like, where do you want to go? Like what, like here, let me ask you a question. Let me, let me flip this for a second and, and just put you as the interviewee. 
And let me ask you some questions. Like, what would you want to share to your younger self about this that he didn't know? About this is like, in, like about this, con- this idea, like about that you're more connected. Like, like I knew you when you were like 20, 20, 21, like 19, yeah, somewhere like, around yeah, there, like right? 19 or 20. Like yeah. What would, what would, <laughs> what would we want to tell that guy? What would you want to tell him? You know? Yeah. If you could even, <laughs> if you could even hear it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, um, you know, really that like what, what you're doing is important and you might not, you really might not understand how it's important, but it is, it's very important for so many reasons. It's important for, for you yourself as a, as a person, like it's, but it's, it's important for others that you, that you do this and, and trust that. What, really. So, why would you tell him it's important for him? Like what's, what, why does he need to know that? Well, you know, I think that, you know, when I was, I was younger for sure, but you know, when I was younger, it's just like, there's just a boundless energy to just go, 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 go. Right. Like just, just keep going. And I was having a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. But you know, there was, um, you know, there was a certain sense of, of, of it not mattering to a certain extent, you know, and, and like where this conversation kind of started from this, this need to be special, you know, that need to be, you know, this, yeah, like to, to go in and and to be recognized and applauded and, and whatever. And it was, and it was something that was so depleting uh, in the long run. It was just such a waste of energy (laughs) such a massive waste of energy so much anxiety goes into that whole specialness game that is all energy that could be better focused on creating you know like what do i want to create what's 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 putting my attention on like what am i inspired by in this moment in this time you know like what you know where where do I want to explore, you know, especially as, as an artist, you know, it's like you, you need to have that, that freedom. You need to have that openness in order to have something happen, you know, because for me, like th- that create creativity has to come from the unknown space. I mean, we've talked about that a lot on the show, but real creativity comes from an unknown space. Hmm. And when you're trying to be special, you're not in that unknown free space. You know, you're, you are in a space of trying to control and manipulate not just yourself, but in a way you're trying to manipulate others too, into seeing you a certain way, into presenting yourself in a certain way to try and get some some sort of response, some sort of, some sort of effect where, whereby those people will go, it's just like, you are special, Evan. (laughs) Look at you. (laughs) Just look at you in that thing that you did. Yeah. Look at how special you are, you know? And, and then you end up just living and dying by that shit. Totally. You, you and live mostly, by... mostly dying, <laughs> mostly, <laughs> dying. Experience, mostly dying in that, you know, because I... it's like, you're special for one moment. It's like, Oh great. I was special. But now next week, guess what? You got to be special again. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's and like again and again and again and again. I'm sure a lot of artists can relate to that, you know, it, and as an actor, it goes from one class to the next class, you know, or one project to the next project, you know, you, you the knock it out of the park. To the next performance. Yeah. You yeah. knock it out of the park one class. And then you think the next class, well, I got to knock it out of the park again. And then, you know, it just starts to become this, this pressure. Right. And in the midst of that, you're supposed to be learning. You're supposed to be growing. And instead of worrying about, or not worrying, but instead of focusing on growing and learning and improving, you're focused on getting everyone's approval and recognition. And it's, it is a waste of energy because if you didn't need to be special, you'd just be like, okay, this week I did really well. This week I, I, you know, I fumbled over here or I didn't do this as well. So I'm learning. And next week I'll, I'll take that lesson and improve. But when you need to be special, it's like death because you didn't do well that week. And, and it's not about learning. It's about image. And, you know, that's, that's because like, you're basically trying to convince people you're special. And through trying to convince them you're special, you, you kind of don't feel special. And then you, you kind of die by that because, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of like trying to, trying to pretend you're better at something than you are, right? Like learning is, learning is a lifetime thing. And sometimes I think we get so good at things, we start to become like experts at them. We start to become really great at them. But like before you can become the expert, you have to fail so many times and you have to struggle and, and, and get that feedback of like, this isn't working, this is working, you know? But if you don't let yourself get that feedback of this is working, this isn't working, and you don't just try to create and try stuff, you, you never really get to experts. So you just have to pretend you're an expert. And I think that's where, you know, some people exist and they go, well, I don't know why my dreams and visions aren't working for me. And it's like, they're not working because you're trying to pretend you're somewhere that you're not. You got to be where you are. And you know, what actually reminds me is this, this is the law of presence, man. You got to be present, right? Like that's why on your path, you got to be like, this is where I am on the path. You know, I'm not like by trying to be special, trying to be at the end already and trying to show everybody you are you're not where you are because you're not where you are. You can't move on the path. You have to keep faking it to try and pretend you're somewhere else. Just have humility, except this is where I am on my path, you know? Yeah. And it's an interesting thing because people can pick it up. You know, it's like, you've got your eyes on the summit of this, (laughs) of this place, which is, you know, perhaps not even the summit that you want to go to in the first place, but that's, Besides that point, you know, it's like you got your eyes on the summit being like, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. And meanwhile, you're getting like torn up in the bush because you're not on the path anymore. You're yeah. stumbling through rocks, you're getting cut up and people can see it, you know, people yeah. are like what's going on? <laughs> like this, this person's floundering around in the weeds and in the, <laughs> and in the, and in the brush. And it's like, like, what are they doing? And yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's a matter of not being present to right. the path that's right that's right in front of you because the path is telling you where to go when you when you're when you're in that present state mm-hmm. like it tells you it's like here's the next step and now here's the next step and now here's the next step and maybe well, it doesn't can i give a parable it's like yeah. you're looking at the summit right and you're walking through the bush and you walk your head right into a tree branch because you're yeah. so focused on the summit. You don't even recognize what's right in front of you, which is a tree branch and you hit your head or you scrape yourself. Yeah. And that's kind of where if you are just present, you know, you're going to the summit, you know, that's where like in the back of your mind, you know that, but in the moment you need to be like, I'm right, right now I'm in the, I'm in the bushes. I'm learning how to get through something that will help me get to the summit. And I think that, 
even when you're at the summit, whatever you think the summit is going to feel like, it's not going to be that. It's going to be cold. It's going to be hard winds. <laughs> it's going to be all sorts of stuff that you thought, oh, when I get to the summit, there won't be trees and bushes in front of me anymore. It's like, yeah. And those things won't be protecting you from other elements. You know, so <laughs> like whatever you think yeah. you're trying to get out of, you're probably just going to find yourself in it in a new version. So the sooner that you can love wherever you are and whatever you're in, the sooner that you win the game, you know, because not only will you move out of that, that will pass sooner, but you'll be able to deal with it and you'll get less scrapes and bruises and bumps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of, it feels like it's been a little bit of a detour, but it was a, <laughs> it was a, it was a nice detour. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah. Do we have, well, you know, let's take a quick, let's take a quick suds break here. Okay. And then we'll, and then we'll, we'll reset our bearings here and, uh, and see if we've got, got anything more to, to say about all of this. Sure. I'm sure we do, but <laughs> I'll go first. Um, all right. I'll go first. I got the Stanley park brewing noble Pilsner mm. and, uh, there's like the can. Um, this one's good. It's a nice little refreshing beer. I think I might've had it before, maybe even on the podcast, but it's solid, you, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's a good one. So, you know, this isn't an ad or anything. We just always have a beer. It's tradition. And um, I like keeping it going. So it's a good, it's a good beer. Nice. Uh, I'm drinking Phillips and one of my favorites. I, I, they always pull, put out, lots of new and interesting stuff. And this is the Pina Clauda. <laughs> <laughs> is it it's a half of Eisen? It's uh, basically, it's a cloudy pineapple wheat ale. Okay. So, and it's been good. Yeah. It does have a little, little pineapple kick to it, but it's a very, yeah, very cloudy wheat kind of beer. Nice. Great. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. We did get a little bit, we went down a little bit of a rabbit hole. I think it, I think it was a valuable rabbit hole to go down, but yeah. let's, let's tie this back in. So, you know, you're on your path, you're, you're, you're being present. You're, you go, okay, I'm bushwhacking. <laughs> yeah. I'm not on the summit of, or I'm not somewhere other than where I am at least. And you're there. And now understanding that that has a relationship to everything else. So there's people who may be following in your path that you might not even realize are following in your path. Yeah. That's one element that you might be carving out a path and it won't be until later that others say, wow, like it, because you walk this path, I also walk this path. And, mm -hmm. and I saw you do it and it showed me that I could too. That might be part of your journey. That may be part of your your value and your purpose. So never underestimate that whatever your path is, it could be to just wherever you're going through, even if you're going through a hard time, you could be going through it as a gift to show other people they can get through it too. Yeah. And you might not realize that in the moment because you're just kind of bushwhacking and going through a hard time. But if you like, for example, when I went through my lowest moments, like an existential crisis that was kind of like, depression. It was rough. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> but I went through that. I've heard other people say like, you know, when I've shared some of that story, it's inspired them because they went, you know, like, cause I learned lessons. For example, I learned that when I was in my lowest moments that I wasn't expressing my emotions. So I started saying, okay, fine. I'm feeling something. Let's honor the feeling. Let's just, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling super happy. Whatever the feeling is, I'm going to let myself have it. I've told people 
who have been feeling depressed, like let that feeling out. Let's what's the feeling like, like, why don't you allow it? And they've told me, wow, that's really helped me. So what I learned was that I went through that and it helped me give people other gifts, right? So if I was in it and realizing that, Hey, me going through this is going to make me better. And it's going to help serve my, my goals later. And it's going to actually help other people. I might've been in that moment a little bit more like, Hey, this is a, this, this is an okay thing. This doesn't have to be so horrible because a lot of what made it horrible was the story around what I was feeling that I was telling myself. Mm-hmm. So when you see your connectedness, you don't like the story I was telling was I'm all alone. Nothing matters. Like the same things that anybody feels when they're sad and really depressed is like, nothing matters. I don't matter. What's the point. Right. I was saying all those things to myself and that's what made it so hard. But if I was like, here's the point, this is why it matters. And this is why I matter. You know, in a lot of ways, that's the solution to the very problem I'm in. Right. And so when you see the connectedness, you can answer those questions. Yeah, I mean, to me, what I, I really hear from from what you're saying is that, you know, there, you know, like we, we talk about, it's like, because it, it, the life is, is a funny thing like this, is that, you know, maybe to go back to that analogy, you know, you're looking up at the summit and you, and you, you know, smack your head right into a tree branch that you didn't see right in front of you. Well, maybe that's a lesson learned you know, that's sort of a metaphorical lesson learned. It's like, oh, and maybe part of your path is, is you can, you learn to share that with others. Or maybe you get like, you get yourself lost somewhere because you weren't paying attention. And while you're find yourself down by the creek somewhere, you end up encountering someone who they're on their path and their path is to help people who are stuck in the creek (laughs) Right. You know, and then that person actually sends you is, is becomes a mentor or something, someone who's a helper for you at that, at that time, you know, like there's life is funny in the way that like, even when it seems like we've completely effed ourselves (laughs) and we're completely lost, it's in those moments that we're actually getting all of the things that we need in order to be of greater service to other people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those hard times, like that's where, like you said, we're as human beings, we are so inspired by people who, who have gone through hard times, you know, people who have sur- not just survived, but who have, have transcended, you know, the, the circumstances of their lives and the hands that they've been dealt, you know, we're inspired by that. And for very, very good reason, you know, but the thing is like, we need to encounter those things. And I think that that's, you know, I often find that, that some of the ways that I've become more clear on my own role to play, so to speak, is by learning to acknowledge the things that the challenges that I have faced and the things that have been very painful for me in my life often that pain is where I have something to share It's where I have something to give because, you know, some, maybe it's not even something that's completely resolved yet, but I have learned a few things (laughs) along the way that have made it easier that have helped me to deal with it. And those are things that I can share and not just from some theoretical space. It's like, no, I lived that. I walked into that branch (laughs) The best yeah. books that are ever written are, 
are by people who have lived the experience, you know, and even, even when you look at great novels or great screenplays, I mean, often the writer is somebody who had like a relationship to the emotional experiences of that story. So, you know, it might be about elves and, uh, you know, magic and stuff, but, but really, if you look at the underlying part of the story, it's about friendship and the bond and having a purpose that's greater than your own personal desires, Lord of the Rings, you know, but it's like Lord of the Rings, but yet it's like, no, like there's a personal story that's going on underneath. And through that connection, you can put it in a realm of magic or a realm of police and detectives and criminals or a comedy. You can express these truths inside of you. But the thing is, is by going through hardships, you actually enrich your art. And so when you're going through a hard time, instead of looking at this, like, why am I going through this hard time? I like to tell myself this, and this is my motto, because listen, like I went through a seriously dark time, like, and people who are listening to me today, and maybe it's your first time hearing me, like you might not realize how hard it was to go through that. But here's the thing. That hard time is something that was a gift. And at the time, I wasn't able to see it. But what I've learned since then is that I've learned to look at everything in my life as a gift. Everything is a gift. And it's all designed to serve me. And when you start to see that the world is serving you, you create heaven of the world. And that's why I live in heaven today. Like I, like I live in a, like a state of joy and a state of fulfillment and a state of wonder. But there, it wasn't always like that. But you can make hell of your world. And if you decide that everything is working against you, you will make hell of your experience and it will all feel terrible. So it's kind of like one of the most important lessons. And I, I, I'm not sure if I learned this from Jim Ron or Zig Ziglar, but someone one of those speakers who was great, but he said, I think it was Jim Ron. He said, your philosophy is one of the most important things of your entire life. What's your philosophy? And I can tell you that one of the cornerstones of my philosophy has become that everything is serving me. So even when I run into an asshole, I'm looking at that person going, you're here to give me a gift to make me better. And I don't like it in the moment. It's not enjoyable, but it's going to make me better. And I'm going to look at everything in my life. And, and then when you look at life that way, everything becomes your heaven. But if you look at everything that's like, it's tearing you down and destroying you, you live in hell. Yeah. And so your, your, your view of the world affects your experience of the world. So when you see your connectedness to everybody and you see that everything is serving you and everything is related, you begin to create heaven out of this journey you're on. And I think that's an important thing for people to carry on from their lives moving forward from this conversation. I just think it's an important element to know. I mean, God, it saved my life. You know, it's like, you, you don't, you, you know, you talk about these things and you think like, Oh yeah, you know, I went through a hard time, but it's like, no guys, like this saved my life. Like this, these philosophies, these ideas, I mean, but what is happiness, but perspective, <laughs> you know, yeah. what is it? But perspective, man, you, you have your legs today and you take those for granted, but I'll tell you what, you don't have them anymore. Now, all of a sudden, you wish you had them. Like, if you realize that you could not have something and you have the perspective on that, man, you, you, you have a new sense of gratitude, a new sense of joy. But we live in a world where, like, people are constantly entitled. They're just like, I just want more, more, more. I need more to be happy. And it's like, yeah. look at what you got. Because if you didn't have that, man, I'm telling you right now, like, you know, but 
that takes work that takes philosophy and it takes, um, it takes appreciation and gratitude and gratitude is, is I think deeply connected to your understanding of wholeness. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just some of what you're saying, you know, there's those people who, who come along the way, who at some point in their life, they lost everything. (laughs) And some of these people have just like, are the absolute, like most peaceful, serene people that (laughs) you'll ever meet because it's like, I lost everything and I survived it. Yeah. You know, like it's, yeah, they, they're just like, there's that fear is gone, you know, and, and in its wake is this sort of new outlook on life that was, that they wouldn't have asked for, mm-hmm. you know, like in the moment they wouldn't have asked. It's just like, Oh yeah, let's, let's just lose everything that, you know, <laughs> everything that I own, my house, my car, my, my family, like whatever it is. Right. Like, it's like, I, I'm just going to lose all of it. And like, no one would choose that. No one would in the, in their right mind would choose that. And, and no one could possibly blame them. But these sort of figures emerge from, from these situations and, and they find that sort of that gratitude for what happened. Mm. I mean, I was watching, I think it was actually an episode of Queer Eye. <laughs> it was an episode of Queer Eye about this guy who, who got shot at a party and was, uh, and was paralyzed from the waist down. And he was like, he was like running with like a bad crowd. I can't remember if he was actually in a gang or not, but he was just like, I would have been dead if I hadn't gotten paralyzed. Like this, like I was on a bad path, you know, and for, but for most of us, we think it's like, Oh my God, what an awful tragic story. But it was in many ways, like the saving grace. It was the deliverance from this person for this person from what was going to be a life of hell. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a, I mean, that's a very extreme example, but it's a real story Yeah, that actually happened to somebody. And these stories can be found anywhere and everywhere. It furthers, it furthers my point, which is that, you know, you, you the, the philosophy that, that these events are serving you, you know, and here's the thing. I mean, I think if you ask most people what they want, when they tell you what they want, they're not going to tell you like, I want to go through some hard times to build some character and I want to really learn what I'm made of. And, you know, like most people won't say that, you know, um, there's maybe a select few people who have had that awareness and realize the value in that, but most people probably wouldn't. And the thing is, is that I, you know, if, if I was to ever have children or if I was ever to mentor anybody who is really young, I would say like, look, you want to prepare yourself for the challenges of the world. Like, and, and you want to, because you know, they're going to come like it's unavoidable. I wouldn't try to protect them from challenges. I would keep them safe, but I would look at it from a place of like when, or if this happens, I want you to have the skills and ability to be prepared and ready to deal with it because, you know, and just the confidence that you'll have because you know how to do it. It's like when people study um, a martial art, they're not worried so much about getting in a fight or an altercation because they have some skill on how to deal with it. But not just martial arts. When you learn how to communicate and you learn how to th- the ability to talk and speak your feelings and, and, and connect with people, you're also not scared of fighting because what you learn 
is that you can talk people down. So for example, you know, when someone's yelling, a lot of people get super scared and they're like, calm down, calm down. That's the last thing you want to do. But when you learn personal skills, you learn rapport. So someone gets really angry and you match their intention, like you match or, or you match their vocal, right? So like they go like, I like, like, ah, blah, blah, fuck you, blah, 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 whatever. And you go, yeah, man, you seem real angry, but you like match them. And you're like, yeah, you seem really angry at me. And that like, it actually, when you match them, you hearing them a lot of time will, will like pull them down because like a lot of time what's happens in life is, is it's a conflict. So one person wants one thing and the other person wants something different and that creates conflict. But when you learn that, the conflict is unnecessary. You actually learn how to um, like stop conflict. So life is like that, right? So you're in conflict in your life with a person or with a situation. When you stop fighting it, it stops fighting you. So like, just like a person who's angry, what's their intention? So I'm just trying to carry people through this for a second. Usually when someone's yelling at you and they're angry, they want to be heard. So you're, so instead of telling them, calm down and don't try and be heard, you tell them, I hear you. You're angry. I can see that. What do you, what do you need to say to me? Instead of trying to say like, no, 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 you're wrong. Say like, what are you feeling right now? And like, let them talk. And through that, they're going to feel heard. And that feels so good to people that they have no need to be angry anymore. And, and life is like that. So you're in a hard time. Instead of trying to be, I can't be in a hard time. Hard times are wrong. Be like, I'm in a hard time what do I need to feel right now that I'm not letting myself feel? And through that, that's how I got out of fucking depression. I yeah. went, I'm not going to fight it anymore. I'm going to let it tell me, Brandon, you're sad. And you know what? It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. And through that, I like let myself have it. And then it was like, great. Now my, whatever you want to call that, my spirit, my body, whatever, my brain, whatever it is felt heard. And then I could move past it. But when I was fighting it, I yeah. just couldn't get out of it. Yeah. It's interesting that, that yeah, I, I, I love a lot of what you brought up because yeah, it's like, it's either allows the opportunity for something to be expressed truthfully um, or <laughs> it just kind of walks away. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Depending on, on what's really going on. Right. Like in, in, this example of like a person who's like apparently really pissed off at you <laughs> getting up in your, <laughs> getting up in your face. Um, you know, and you can just be like, Whoa, you're really angry with me. Like so, for some people, they'll just be like, well, like it diffuses it, but like, they're not going to just go and express what's going on. Cause really what, what's going on is just some kind of narrative that they have sure. happening and they'll just, and they'll just go, it's just like, Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll yeah. walk away. And that we're even with ourselves, we can often be the same way. It's just like, we can allow the thought to happen. And then the thought just kind of goes like, well, it's not really a big deal. I, I, like, and you realize you're making right. a big deal out of absolutely nothing. Right. But it's the, yeah, it, it's often just the, the, the denial of it, just like the not letting things flow through and just not being able to acknowledge and, and, uh, yeah. yeah. What you're saying reminds me a lot of just like, yeah, like some of the Meisner work that I teach, you know, it's just like you watch people just move through stuff so quickly. Right. Meisner is a great example because someone's going like, and then all this, someone's doing something and you go, you're upset. And then they go, I'm upset. You're upset. I'm upset. You're upset. And then that 
feeling passes the moment that you acknowledge it and they acknowledge it. And then once that's acknowledged, then you're going to move on to another feeling. But when people are doing Meisner and they're doing that repetition and, and someone's not paying attention to what's going on for the other person, um, the exercise kind of, I mean, you would be able to better describe it. I wouldn't say, I don't want to say break breaks, but it like stalls and it does kind of weird things. But when you embrace the exercise, incredible flow happens. Right. And I think what's important though, I want to relate this back to life. Stop fighting life and see that you're connected to it. So if someone's angry, see that you're connected to that. Instead of trying to make that wrong, let that person be angry and don't take personal, don't make it about you. Like they're angry. Even if they're angry at you, they're angry. Don't make it about you. Mm -hmm. Let them be angry. Like you, you, you need to let nature be nature. And if someone's angry, that's in their nature right now. So let them have it. And by letting them have it, it will pass. But if you try to make it be wrong or you try to fight it, it's only going to persist. And everybody has had experiences of this. Mm -hmm. They try to tell someone to calm down. They say like, Oh, they try and run away from anger. This person always gets angry. I tell you something, if you start like actually letting people have their feeling and you're not personally affected by it, it changes your whole relationship, changes your dynamic. It's, it'll revolutionize your life. And it's not yeah. just anger. Let people be happy. Let them be sad. Let them have it. And then through letting their nature be what it is and you be what you are, then you guys are actually going to connect instead of being conflict. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's what a lot about this conversation is about. It's about your path is not in conflict with everything else. It's in, uh, you know, it's in collusion with it. It's in yeah. connection with it. You know, it's in it's in a kind of harmony. Even yeah. even when it seems like it it isn't oftentimes. You know, it's like whatever's in front of you is whatever's in front of you. And yeah. you know, it's sometimes like whether you necessarily believe it or not, there is a value to just to just looking at it as just like, oh, okay, this is this is here for me. Like right. this thing is happening for me and it's on, maybe it's uncomfortable. Maybe it feels kind of shitty and painful. Sometimes it's, you know, what I just say to myself is like, I don't know what this is for. <laughs> yeah. That's great. You know, it's like, this is happening. I don't know what this is for, but like, you know, at some point, and this is usually the case, I can look back and go, it's like, Oh, okay. I can see what that was for. Had that not happened, I wouldn't have learned, learned this, or I wouldn't have, have, gained the capacity or grown as a person in, in this way, you know, like sometimes, sometimes, you know, we'll call it abrasive people <laughs> are brought into your, are brought into that your, <laughs> abrasive people. So good. <laughs> they're, they're brought into your world to, you know, for you to, to grow in some way. Yeah. You know, at least it's a, it's, it's a much more pragmatic way of going about things than to be like, why is this happening? You know, and like going through that whole night, it's like, it's a waste of energy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unneeded energy. And it's just like, well, no, that's just another path that's actually supposed to, that you're, you and this person's path have, have lined up at this moment. You don't understand why it's happened, but it's happened. And mm-hmm. what, what is there, what is there here for you to, to learn? You know, maybe it's, you start going, well, what is this about? Why do I feel triggered by this person? Why do they upset me so much? What is it about them? And, you know, like, and, and why does that, does that do something to me? And from that, we can gain perspective on who we are, mm-hmm. you know? So it doesn't, in, in, when, 
when the sort of the great people come in or when like the, <laughs> or when the not so great people come in, it's all great. You know, it's like my, again, my, my, my Meisner teacher would say, she's like, when we win, we win. And when we lose, we win. You know, that was kind of the, the teaching and learning environment I created is that it's just like, no, there's never ever an actual loss. Ultimately, there's never an actual loss that occurs as long as we understand that. <laughs> as long as we understand that there's never an, act, an actual loss, then, then we're, we're winning all the time. Mm-hmm. And whatever you think is a loss is a gain somewhere else. And it's kind of your job to be able to see that. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, it's kind of the idea that like, there's what you want and there's what you need. And often when you don't get what you want, you're actually getting what you need. And often when you don't get what, um, I mean, kind of like what, what you think you need, you're getting what you actually want. Like need is such an interesting concept though. In the first place, it's like, First of all, what we think we need is often not what we need. Mostly what we need are stuff that we don't know. So like, or stuff that we're not open to accepting. So that's why we have like a a negative relationship to it. So like, for example, um, you think like, I don't need to build character. You're not thinking about that, but that's actually what you need. So the universe or the world or the, the, uh, events of life that are circling around you, the, the path that you're on gives you back a uh, difficulty, which helps you build character. And the thing is, is that you don't know you need character until you're in a place where you don't have it. And then you realize you need it. You know what I mean? And character is such an interesting thing to build and people don't necessarily go out of their way to look for it most at least, but character is one of those things where like, for example, Taking responsibility is one of the key components to success in anything that you ever want to do. So if you blame others or the world, chances are you're, 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 you're going to have a handicap and be able to get what you want. If you take responsibility and you say like, I brought this person into my life, they betrayed me, but I brought them into my life and they did this negative behavior and I ignored that. And if you look at it that way, as opposed to they betrayed me, then what happens is you learn and then you stop letting people come into your life who betray you. But if you just say they betrayed me, they're bad. And that's where it ends. The next person comes in, betrays you. They're bad. They're bad. That's your only strategy. That sucks. And your (laughs) success in life is limited. But if you say, I keep bringing in people who betray me, I need to look at the type of people I bring into my life and what I tolerate. Then you improve. Ergo, people don't come in your life and betray you, at least not in that way, because you learned. And that's Mm -hmm. what character is. So the person that comes in your life who's abrasive or whatever is there. And if you use it, it actually forwards your goals. It forwards your dream. But you've got to be open to accepting that. Yeah. And it takes wisdom to do that. And it creates wisdom when you do right at the same time. That's great. I love that. It takes wisdom to do that. And it creates wisdom when you do. So by having it happen, you gain wisdom and then you can do that. And then if you don't, you gain wisdom. So you can do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like you have to go through abrasive situations to have the wisdom to be able to do the thing without it happening to you. You have to get hit in the head with the branch sometimes 
to start getting your head up, you know, when you're walking through the bush, you know what I mean? Otherwise maybe your head's down the whole time and you don't see these things that are hitting you, you know? So the branch hits you and you can say bad branch, or you could say, Oh, I had my head down, right? It's your decision. But if you just say, I have my head down, chances of you not getting hit by a branch are a lot better. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, we're, we're using all these funny analogies, like to try and like, pair an idea, but I think it's often the best way to actually try and communicate something, you know? Yeah. Um, but like that's that, then you become thankful to the tree that that hit you in the head because you say, great, you taught me a lesson as opposed to bad tree. You know, Mm -hmm. the trees just being the tree, you know, in some ways the tree's like, why did you walk into me? (laughs) You know, if the tree could could say something, it'd be like, why'd you walk into me, bro? (laughs) Like, I'm just trying to be here. You know? Yeah. Or just like, (laughs) or like, you know, in like hockey terms, it'd be like, head up. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This has been, this has been a good one. I mean, man, I feel like it's just been a massive rabbit holes to dive down. Yeah. I do feel like we did get our point across. I think that you can walk away from this conversation and see that like you're connected to more than you realize. And by seeing that your path is interrelated, you just prepare yourself better to be able to walk it and navigate it. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can claim your own path while still in the understanding and, and recognition that, that that path is, is yeah. So, so dependent and, and um, not just dependent and connected and, and, and related to, to those of others, but that it is, it is further enriched by the paths of others and that you, when you're on your path, when, when you're on your best path, it enriches other people's as well. And, and that's kind of, I think really the, the harmonious relationship and and perspective that I think I really wanted to get across in, in this one. And uh, yeah, like you said, we went down a, a lot of different different rabbit holes with this one, but they were all enjoyable, at least for me. <laughs> yeah. They, they were, they were valuable for me. Yeah. I, I, um, you know, if I was to, to impart anything at the end of this and I, I would just be speaking to my younger self and I would say to myself, you know, when you're on your path and you're in conflict, learn and see that as something that's serving you so that you can better navigate wherever it is you want to go and you can go through, um, more interesting territory than most people can. And then I would say one day it will get more interesting because you'll start to notice that the path can begin to move with you. And there will be others that see your vision and see what you want to do. And they will join you on your journey. Maybe not forever, but they may be key components to helping you get through things that you're not able to get through on your own and to be open to that. But by you learning to go through the things that are seeming to work against you, you'll be able to help them. And that is the symbiotic relationship of the path yourself and others. And so, you know, as alone as you feel, see that you're still connected, maybe not in this moment, but this is a connection that might be need- needed for later. And when you are with people at the same time, remember when you were, you know, remember when you were felt alone and see that the relationship to that 
now because that's an important pairing to make. And that's what I would say to my younger self because I think that would have really helped me to go through more challenging times in my life and, and really see that the relationships I was building were so vital and important, just like this one that we have. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.